Thanks for listening to the Youthology Podcast with Jeff Grinnell. Be sure to check out all of our available resources on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or online at youthology.com. Now, let's jump into the podcast. Welcome to the Youthology Resources Podcast. Thank you for joining us again. You are joining us on all kinds of formats. You know, maybe you are on social media and you're checking this out. Maybe you're on the iTunes podcast or watching us on YouTube, on, on, the, on our YouTube channel. It's really easy to find us. If you just go to the link tree in our social media uh, bio, all you got to do is click that. And you can get our book resources there. You can watch us, link, link to the YouTube or link to the iTunes, or you can read the manuscript at youthology.com. Every single week, I break down the content, put it in a manuscript for you to use, okay? Hey, this week is no different. I'm going to uh, respond and answer some questions that have come in from youth pastors from around the country. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to be able to get to all of them because there were so many questions that came in this week, but I'm going to get to two or three here uh, on this podcast that are uh, related and I think will be a help to you. So let me deal with the first question. The first question came about with all of this time that we have during this coronavirus COVID-19 shutdown. Uh, how can I increase my spiritual discipline as a leader? Man, I love this topic. We have talked about this topic many times. So if you go to our resources and just uh, search, you know, in uh, spiritual discipline or uh, personal leadership, some of those kind of things, then you'll, you'll, find, you'll find a lot of content on that. But let, let me respond to that. The question was specific, what do I do, okay? You know, I know we don't often talk about this, and if you look at Matthew chapter 5 and, uh, and uh, Luke 11, we aren't supposed to talk about our prayer life, and we're not supposed to be on street corners telling, you know, uh, praying these great prayers and whatever, but I think you'll understand why I'm doing this. I hope this challenges you as a leader. I remember as a young leader watching other uh leaders that I respected who talked about their prayer life. And it challenged me so much. I knew that, man, there's no way I could attain to that. Not, at least it didn't seem like it, right? But I always had somebody out in front of me who was showing me the way. None of these couple of things that I'm going to share with you are, are, my, are necessarily my own doing, but it's things that I've learned along the way, watching masters at spiritual discipline. So <clears throat> what we mean by spiritual discipline is uh, fasting and prayer and reading the scriptures and worship. Um, some of those, some of those uh, type of formative, spiritually formative things that we can do f- for our personal leadership. Listen, all of us know that it's easy to lead a crowd. It's easy to lead a team. We have so many books written on that, right? But how many books are written on spiritual discipline and character and personality? If you look at most of our uh, library, and you look at the desk, what's on your desk right now? Well, I realize you probably can't get to your office, you know, maybe you're spending more time at home right now during this lockdown. But if you were to look at the books that you've been reading, I'll bet there are about teams 
and I bet they're about personalities, and I bet they're about enneagrams and and uh, how to lead system, build systems to lead an organization, right? Organizational stuff. But what about the spiritual, personal leadership? Here's some critical things that I do. I started almost 20 years ago now giving God the last hour of the day and the first hour of the day. So between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. is when I spend time with God. It is my time for worship and my time for study, my time for reading, listening to a podcast, walking around uh, my apartment and um, just praying and going through uh, my prayer clock, my prayer list. I'll give you that in just a moment. That's something, something that has become very important to me. You know, nothing gets in the way with it in the evening. Uh, I did, I've done this, as I said, for years. And there's, you know, I don't have scheduled appointments then. And uh, the kids are sleeping. And there's not a lot of invitations to go out for coffee or do something, right, at that time. So it's perfect to close the day out and to begin the day. And so what I do is I read a psalm and a proverb in that time kind of meditate on that and read through that. And then I spend, you know, man, a lot of time, half an hour in personal worship. I can tell you that some of the greatest worship moments in my life have taken place, not in a corporate setting, but alone in, in, in this individual uh, uh, prayer time that I have with God. Man, I, uh, I, I could share stories of that. And, you know, in some ways, when I walk into corporate settings, it's almost like a bummer, you know? I mean, I love to worship with teenagers. That's a blast, convention and camps and right and some of those kind of things. But I'm telling you, the, the greatest moments of my life in worship have been alone. And so I challenge you to, to do that. And then what I do is every day I pray, I pray for something different. So on Mondays, I pray for myself. And I take time thinking, you know, uh, how can... How can I take my personal life to the next level? And I pray through, uh, I pray for myself uh, throughout that whole day on Mondays. On, on Tuesdays, I take it out uh, globally and I pray for governments and nations and missionaries and all of that. It becomes like all day just thinking of, of global type prayers and, and uh, everything that's going on with this sickness and COVID praying for nations and countries and, and, and all that. On Wednesdays, I pray for youth, for youth ministry, for youth leaders, for youth pastors, uh, for youth services. You know, that's the midweek services generally when they meet. And so that whole day, I'm just, I'm praying for students. And, um, uh, and then Thursday, I pray for a follow-up of that. I pray for the schools. I pray for unchurched kids. I pray for salvation. I pray for revival and awakening in America. I pray for our government. I pr it's more of a personal, kind of national awakening that I pray for on Thursdays. And then Friday is uh, family time. I pray for my family. Um, you know, I, I do that often, like most of us do, but I spend the day thinking about my kids and um, uh, that is also my fasting day. I, I fast all day on Friday and so, I'm covering my family and praying over their, their lives and my grandkids, and right? And then on the weekend is praying for whatever ministry that I'm walking into that weekend. So that's just an emphasis and a focus. That's how I keep my personal spiritual discipline. Let me say one more thing about this too. I know that often people will say that we should separate as pastors our messages uh, from our devotional life. 
Well, that's okay. Listen, there's not a right or wrong for that. I don't do that. I want to know that what I'm studying and what I'm praying is actually getting into me. So I don't separate those two. I, I use my messaging and my devotional life at the same time so I can wrap myself around that and be even more prepared spiritually um, for that. That was part of the question also, okay? So let me get to another question. This question had to do with um, uh, measuring or evaluating your personal leadership during times of crisis. And the question was, how can we take personal inventory, okay? How can we take personal inventory of our own lives right now and our ministries to decide uh, how we want it to look when this shutdown or this lockdown is over? Man, what a great, great question. And so, which is really interesting because over the past couple of weeks, probably like many of you, I've been asking myself, God, where, where do I belong in your kingdom? What have you called me to? I mean, I know you've called me to obedience and you've called me to uh, youth ministry, but what does that look like? You know, I, I think times of crisis, slowdown, times where uh, we, are, we, are, we are doing things differently is a great chance for you to evaluate yourself personally. And so what I've been asking God is, what does my future look like? Are you calling, I I would sacrifice youth ministry. I would throw it on the altar if you wanted me to do that. I just am very clear of what God has called me to, right? And so one of the things the Lord has spoken to me is, no, no, I have no changes for you. You are called to youth ministry. Now, what that looks like, I've been thinking and praying about that right now because uh, everything is up in the air, you know, for for what's uh, for some of us who who do this full time, you know, I, I have three months off right now, right? Three months off, and so that's making me uh, un- help, really causing me, helping me to understand: it, 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 Am I in this for the right reasons? Right. So I've been doing a lot of content. I've been uh, spending a lot of personal time and um, doing everything that I can to make sure that when this is over, that I come out of this better than I came into it, okay? So how do you evaluate some of the things that you're doing and whether you should continue doing them? This is, this is the way I look at it. I kind of call this a mid-course correction. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but when you're on your course or your journey to, of a project or even in your life, and you come to these moments that are pauses or white space, it's a great time to reflect on things that need to be changed or not. And the way I look at it is this, does it bring me joy? Not just happiness, but does it bring me joy? Does what I do bring me joy? If, I, if, if it doesn't bring me joy, let's not do it. Secondly, is it bringing fruit? Is what I'm doing bringing fruit to the kingdom of God? Or is it just bringing me satisfaction and happiness, right? So joy and fruit. The third thing that I look at is, am I making a difference? Because I don't, I don't want to just check in. I don't want to just do things out of rote or uh, out of familiarity. I want to see things changed. 
That's, that's important to me. And so I ask myself, is what I'm doing bringing change? Is it helping not just myself, but is it helping other people to, uh, to be transformed? You know, so, uh, and then finally, number four, uh, if I'm going to evaluate what I'm doing right now, I have to ultimately lay that thing down. Listen, this is really important. I have to lay that thing down and either watch it die or watch me get even more excited about it because I miss it. Like one of the things that uh, God has been speaking to me about right now is my spoken words. I, man, I, I got into those for a while and then for the last several months, I had not been uh, doing those, writing those like I should and practicing those like I should. And God keeps convicting me on that, that this is a specific gift of mine and I need to take it to the next level. And so in setting it down, I've recognized that, man, I missed that part of ministry. So anyway, I hope those two questions, um, uh, responses to those questions will help you if you're struggling with either one of those things, your personal discipline, personal spiritual discipline, and, you know, and some of those responses there with uh, your prayer time and your worship time, your fasting, you know, your wellness, your own personal wellness. Man, we could have got into that too. That's another one of the questions. I just, uh, we, didn't, we didn't have a lot of time to, uh, to get into that. So, but it does relate to your personal spiritual discipline, right? And then this, this other area, when, uh, when you are asking yourself in a time of crisis, what should I continue doing? What should I not continue doing? Is it bringing me joy, right? Is it bringing me uh, fruit? Is it bringing fruit to the kingdom of God? Is it, is, it, um, is it making a difference, right? Is what I'm doing making a difference? Is it making a change? Is it transformative? And then finally, that, that fourth area, if I lay it down, Okay, does it jump back on me? Do I miss it? Is it something that I wake up for? And, right? and so if you kill it, is, does it resurrect itself? It's like, re, it's that reinvention, okay? So anyway, I hope these things were a blessing to you. And uh, next week, we're gonna cover some more questions on, uh, uh, on similar topics that have come in. If you have other questions that you'd like us to respond to, please send them to me. You can text them. The phone number is at youthology.com. You can email those or you could DM them on one of our uh, uh, platforms and I'll get those out right away. Okay. So listen, thank you again for joining us on all kinds of formats. And would you please share this if it's a blessing? Would you? I think this would be helpful to uh, somebody else also. So thank you again for listening. Have a great week.